That feels like the most mansplaining <laughs> statement I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, boy. Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Eric. And this is Do We Like, the podcast where we debate the pros and cons of popular people, places, and things to decide if we like them or need to leave them. That's right. And we're back with another lightning round with an even more special guest. During lightning rounds, our guest judge brings three topics they're on the fence about. Robin and I debate each topic and whoever sways the judge the most gets a point. At the end of the episode, the person with the most points is declared the winner. And the winner gets to choose their topic on the next full debate round. That's even more stakes than we had previously for lightning round listeners. Yeah, that's true. And this week, our super duper special guest is a friend of ours, one of my be very best. If you're at a French restaurant, you might have to add the word do when you say do check, please. It's Jordan do check. <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch. Hello, Jordan. Oh, wow. Hello. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show. How's it going? It's good. It's good. I mean, you know. <laughs> Do we still say all things considered? Do we just say it's good and everyone knows? That eh, things are still considered, but no, we <laughs> we've had it with our last. I don't know. Every guest has been the it's good for all things considered. Yeah. Nah, I'm a pretty like introverted person, so being able to just stay at home, whether forced or not, is okay <laughs> with me. That's nice. Yeah, I feel like. It hasn't been too much of a change to some people's lives. I've learned to appreciate like ordering food in a lot more than going out to get it. I don't know if I'll go back to going to restaurants afterwards or if I'll just keep ordering things to my house where I don't have to put on pants. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like going out to restaurants, though. You go to the Arby's, you get to sit and sit in the meat smells. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, the classiest wow. of restaurants. <laughs> oh, the Arby's here is in a bad way. Is it? Oh, yeah. Aren't they all? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I went through the drive-thru not too long ago, and they have, like, one of those, like, Bluetooth patio speakers because their intercom system's broken in the drive-thru. <laughs> so they had a oh. rock that has a blue, what has a Bluetooth speaker built into it <laughs> as their intercom. How did you talk back to them? Did it have a mic in it, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> just put a baby monitor out there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Baby wants his meat. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, that boy. sounds delightful. I'm glad I, I don't eat at Arby's. I don't I don't think I've told the story on the podcast of why I don't eat at Arby's. They had Arby day, Arby's day at high school, the high school you and I both went to. That is so weird. Yeah. Where they just bring an Arby's sandwich and you buy like two bucks for them. Um, and then I was sitting in the hall. I was not eating one, but the person I was hanging out with was... And then all of a sudden they like got up and ran around the corner of the trash can, but I could see through the crack in the door, their projectile vomit oh. as, they, as they expel that beef sandwich that got stuck in their throat. Oh no. <laughs> I feel like your high school and my high school were in competition for being the worst high schools <laughs> in the city. Um, ultimately mine won because it got shut down. Ooh. But uh, at least we got subway days. Like what is Arby's day? Arby's day is beef. That's disgusting. <laughs> we got the meats. I don't, I don't remember an Arby's day. It might've been before your time, even though I think I was like one year ahead of you. Yeah. They phased it out in that one year. They're like, you know what? 
After all those kids started puking. It's <laughs> probably Pump a the brakes on Arby's day. Yes. Well, speaking of Arby's and what, you, what it might do to you in the bathroom, we're going <laughs> to ask you how you feel about last week's topic of bidets. How do you feel about bidets, Jordan? Have you ever used one? I would love to have one. I've heard they're they're great, but I don't have one because I'm in an apartment and I don't want to mess with any of the plumbing in here. Well, have I got a deal for you. It's called, it's what we colloquially call a butt bottle. (laughs) Oh. And it's a bottle that has the little nozzle at the end that points up. It kind of looks like one of those things the athletes like drink Mm. Powerade Mm -hmm. out of and spray into their mouths. You could really dance some Powerade with this thing. Yeah. With like an industrial straw basically on the cap. (laughs) Yeah. But it only costs like 15, 20 bucks and you're made in the shade. That installing one is definitely better, but but he, he, if you want one, if you want to give it a shot <laughs> after your Arby's days. Oh, no. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're not like repulsed by them because, you know, personal hygiene is an okay thing to talk about. And giving your butt a blast <laughs> after it slams porcelain is the only thing, only good thing you can do for it. I don't want to, I don't want to project on the average person but i feel like your butt goes through a lot it should you should take care of your butt exactly yeah it's true <laughs> i'm i'm a little more hesitant on them but i get it they're good they're great yeah <laughs> listen to last week's episode everyone if you want to find out more why they're great jordan we brought you here to bring some topics um and this week you are our guest judge have you had any experience judging anything before i mean I think objectively, I'm a fairly judgy person at times, but that, <laughs> <laughs> but nothing in an official setting. What would be your ideal competition to judge? What do you have the most experience in or think you could be a good judge at? That is a good question. Yeah. I don't know if I have great qualifications for anything, uh, for being a judge, I suppose. I mean, you're a white man, so you can judge whatever you want. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty good at D and D and running a Dungeons and Dragons game, but I don't know in what capacity you would judge someone's ability to do that. Mm. That seems like a really weird thing. You can get judge. into like Hard, yeah. Ren fairs and LARPing. You could be like a ref at a LARP fest or something. Right. Is that, I guess that's a, is a referee a judge? I suppose they're the most like knee jerk reaction judge there is. Yeah. They're calling shots. They're saying good and not good. I suppose so. Yeah. You yeah. Wear the barrister's wig and then you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah. My first topic, our refs judges go. <laughs> well, speaking of first topics, How about you give us that first topic, Jordan, and a little bit of your on-the-fence feelings. All right. So the first one I've got is uh, the N64, which might warp into just nostalgia in general. I can't figure (laughs) out if it's actually good at all or if it is entirely fueled by nostalgia. And I can't figure out if that's a good thing or a bad thing either. Like, is it okay Hmm. that the console from my childhood is terrible? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a good question that and good i like one. the nuance you put onto it that helps us as the tools of debate robin and i will be here to get you off the fence get you on one of the sides uh for this first topic you will pick who is pro and who is con we'll get that now mm. 
Uh, I'm going to say, Robin, you are pro, and Eric, you are con. Woo. Sweet. Sounds good. So I will start because I'm pro. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, well, when it comes to the N64, I mean, it's old. And obviously, we live in a time of, like, unprecedented growth in technology, right? Things have just gotten better. And, that, like, yeah, we can't argue against that. But a lot of, like, the best games, the most classic, like, impressive, fun games came from the N64, right? Like, for example, the new Pokemon Snap just came out, and it was a huge hit, and that first came out on the N64. People loved it, even though it was, like, such a short game. It was so innovative. It was so fun. They brought it back. Super Smash Bros., again, I believe started on the N64. So much fun. People loved it. It's been on every console since. So, you know what? It might not stand up to the test of time, but it was just such an innovator for its time. Um, it did so much cool things for games. Yeah, so like nostalgia or not, like we got to give it credit. That's so innovative that Nintendo thought people would have three hands in the future. I don't think so. <laughs> Get those doofy ass controllers out of the way because they were not thinking when they made that trident ready to stab kids in the stomach. And if you want to talk about bad things the N64 brought, we're talking Mario Party. It came from there. People were burning holes in the center of their hand because of it. They were, what is the fucking thing? They were doing the thing that happened to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> to themselves. <laughs> There's a word for it. You know what I'm talking about. The N64 brought one of the layers of the apocalypse to the earth with how bad it was compared even compared to in the time the playstation one the greatest console there ever was <laughs> spyro the dragon crash bandicoot two handles two analog sticks they were ahead of their time with the playstation this is the place you go to play n64 no way End of opening statements. <laughs> Jordan, questions and comments? I mean, it, I don't know if it's pandering or not, but I think Eric might know how much I hate Mario Party. So that's uh. like, he's, I don't know how much he's trying to win me over with that. And then Robin also, with the knowledge flexing of like how the how Super Smash Bros has been like a huge thing for better or worse uh, ever since it came out. There are a lot of formative things that came out of the N64. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I feel like all of my favorite games that I think back to all originated from the N64, pretty much. That's and I mean, now when I go back and play them, maybe they don't play as well as I remember, but it was like they were always the most fun games. Like, well, Yoshi's Story was one of my favorite, but that's like a little less known. But like, did you ever play the South Park game? That was so much fun. Conquer's Bad Fur Day was ridiculous. So <laughs> Not good. in my sheltered Christian household. <laughs> There's none of that. <laughs> nope. But we did have Yoshi's Story and Pokemon Snap. And... Yes. And Sarge's Heroes was another one I really loved. Mm -hmm. yes, these are all your sheltered baby games that you had to have on N64. The punishment of a console when you couldn't have the, the PlayStation loading that CD audio quality into your ears out of your CRT TV. You had to play this N64 that does not hold up. You ever try playing a new N64 game? After you, this is a question back at you, Jordan. After uh -oh. you uh, <laughs> left your sheltered household, did you go back and play Conker's Bad Fur Day or any of that stuff? I didn't. Well, see, no, because when I went back to play Conker's Bad Fur Day, I was not like a teenager anymore. So it was 
it wasn't like funny. <laughs> like the whole exactly. thing of that game. Is... <laughs> sure. We're, I think we're reaching a bit on that one, but, and also the three hands thing. I definitely agree with that. A controller is real goofy. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's not the only console that you can get mad at for having a wonky controller. I mean, Xbox took a while to get there. They did. I mean, the but the the original huge ginormous Xbox controller was <laughs> actually really nice for me as someone who's over six feet tall and has huge hands. Oh, I was that's like, fair. A controller for me. Yay. See, as someone like me with the tiniest hands ever, I'm like, what is this? How do I <laughs> yeah. touch all the buttons? Yeah. No, that's fair. It's... Yes, but the N64, I feel like it's too limited in what it could do. It had those baby graphics <laughs> and baby games and <laughs> that weird-ass controller. <laughs> baby games. Baby no, games. I feel... Okay, the N64 is like the the Apple or like the iPhone of that generation of consoles. It was easy. It was accessible. It was straightforward. There was a lot of different concepts that you could like you know, you could do on it, but it, yeah, it wasn't like this super challenging learning curve, which is great. It's what made video games mainstream. As a kid, I didn't know what long load times were until I went to a friend's house and they had a PlayStation. Yeah. That was just building anticipation for the game you're about to play. <laughs> this is about, <laughs> this is a limitation put in place on purpose so you don't overload yourself with fun that the PlayStation offers. <laughs> oh, the sensory overload of all the entertainment. Yes. Right. And so you don't beat your game in an afternoon like most N64 games. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed the being your own hype man. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I looked up the word. It's stigmata. Stigmata was the word oh, I was looking for. Yeah, I knew that. I just didn't want to give it to you. Uh, you're mean. <laughs> that's, that's, that's debate 101 right there. You don't it help is. them out. Okay, the other thing. The other thing I have a question about is, from my memory, did any other console have like the four-way split screen? Uh, PlayStation did, yes. Did it, was, it have four-way? It did, but you did have to buy an adapter to have more than two controllers plugged in. Uh, see, I love that four-way split screen. The N64 was really like the start of like the party consoles and stuff too, which I really liked personally because I want to play with my friends. I don't care if the game is over in an afternoon because they're multiplayer games. Like Having two other siblings, we wouldn't have been able to get by with, with, the, with the PlayStation. Well, then like I don't know how many games actually used the multi-tap for the PS1. Enough, enough of them. <laughs> That's the most confident enough I've ever heard. All right, Robin, final point, Pro N64. Uh, Yeah, my final point is that, you know, of course games are going to get better, but what's wrong with liking something because of nostalgia? It's brought back a lot of cool games in even better ways now, um, encouraged like the companies to continue innovating them. Yeah, and I don't know. I really like it. Personally, I just really liked the new Pokemon Snap that came out. It took up full three, like three full days of my life um, <laughs> nonstop. And that wouldn't have happened without the N64. So I love it. 
Well, I think good games would have happened without the N64 anyways, <laughs> because you don't have three hands. Yeah, they're all baby games, and then they made Conquer swear for some reason, and it's all very... They couldn't even do the swearing right. It's just offensive and gross. There's no nuance there. You know what had nuance? Siphon filter. <laughs> you know what had nuance? Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, well, in Conquer's Bad Fur Day, you got to roll around balls of poop, so <laughs> there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> End of debate. <laughs> With that... Mic drop question mark. Uh, yeah. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan will get your final thoughts and then a verdict on who swayed you the most. I don't know if I have any direct final thoughts about the N64. You've you've both laid it out pretty well. <laughs> so clearly. I think all right, I'll i I'll start with with who who I think has has won the debate in my opinion, but okay. uh and then I'll explain why. Because I think it goes to Robin. <sighs> One, there was some very, like, aggressive <laughs> uh, debate <laughs> tactics on the on the con side. <laughs> in a way that I didn't really. It seemed it seemed a bit much. It was <laughs> real rude. <laughs> uh, but I think Robin has a lot of good points. Like nostalgia is what. Like as much as some remakes aren't great, nostalgia does have things like the Resident Evil series uh, being remade into some really really good versions of those games. Yes, true. Um, Pokemon Snap is a really good remake of the first one. I would have to agree. The N sixty four set a lot of expectations for how certain games should be made, even though going back at them back to play them now you you do have a bit of that like oh yeah i could this is like a worse version of this <laughs> but i think it still has to i think i think that's okay like robin yeah, said that is fair time does move forward and you can only build on things that were before standing on the shoulders of giants <laughs> it's the n64 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's actually, it's the only console I've cared to keep. It's true. Every time, you know, I upgrade, I got rid of my Wii. I got rid of my PlayStation 3, but I still have that N64. Yeah, that's that speaks volumes. About me, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's about you in particular. <laughs> but but <laughs> there were, I do have to give it to the N64 for doing a lot of new and cool things. And I think, one, nostalgia is okay uh, within reason as with all things. And two, the N64 is pretty well made. Yeah. Except for that controller. It's dumb. I hate it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I the can controller give you that. is a goofy one. Along with the GameCube controller. Ooh, shots fired. I think people like that one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Controller's very small, and I'm not a fan of that. Well, I'm not a fan of losing, but it's all about the debates here. We're trying to get you <laughs> off the side. So we'll get that next topic. And your thoughts on it, Jordan. All right. This is our dark middle chapter, Empire <laughs> oh. Strikes Back one, uh, sharing unfun facts. <laughs> uh. So I have a bad habit um, in my circle of friends. They've started to just call them Jordan facts instead of unfun <laughs> facts, Aww. where I, if I learn a thing that is kind of a bummer, uh, I'm inclined to share it 
and sometimes I get enjoyment out of people going, oh, but if it's, <laughs> but then there's also the other side of it, which is like when someone says they like a thing, I'm conflicted on whether or not I should reveal to them the controversies or problems with that thing. Uh, I'm trying to think of something like this isn't exactly it but you know something like they're like and i love nesquik and it's just like you know nestle is like a super messed up company right and they do like terrible things to the planet and to people and then they're like oh i just wanted chocolate milk <laughs> no the one you always do to me is whenever jackie chan comes up you say he, oh, <laughs> he right. has a, a child out of wedlock with his mistress yes <laughs> yeah and he was quoted saying just so it's odd. I, I, i'm pretty confident he was quoted saying that uh he just did what every man wishes they could do <laughs> <laughs> hey don't hit the player hit the game <laughs> oh boy <laughs> All right. So we got a good idea of what Jordan facts are. I mean, sharing on fun facts. And since I lost, I get to pick my side, pro or con. Hmm. For this one, I'm going to go with... uh, This is a tough one. I'm going to go with pro, sharing on fun facts. Okay. So Robin will be con. Are you ready, Robin? Yeah, I'm ready. An unfun fact is just knowledge you didn't know you needed and were upset that you learned, <laughs> but... <laughs> but... That's a great definition. That is, this is... An unfun fact is just a fact that isn't funny or, like, weird. It's just school. It's just a textbook. And sometimes those can be bummers, too. And that's okay. Have you ever heard of World War II? <laughs> those are a lot of unfun facts, but you got to learn them. Sometimes it's better to know than to not know, because if you know, then you're in the know, and then you're not bummed out when you find out later when someone tries to throw it in your face. What Jordan is doing here is basically what all the the nice people on Twitter do <laughs> to the popular people whenever they try and say they like anything, oh, no. is, is educate them <laughs> in why they are wrong and, <laughs> and why they shouldn't like the thing. Um, and getting enjoyment out of bringing people uh, discomfort is fun, too. I know that <laughs> from my bad jokes, but I don't share on effects. All right. Well, you know what? The phrase ignorance is bliss is a phrase for a reason. <laughs> we live in a time of like unprecedented shittiness. There's a global pandemic. The United States had like the worst president in history. There's conflict in Palestine. You know, it's just like the world is shit right now, right? Yes. And, and people just need their little, uh, you know, their their little things to get them through the day, whether that be their chocolate milk from a multinational corporation that probably hires children in third world countries or, you know, their fast fashion from another multinational corporation that also hires children in third world countries. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we don't have a lot of control around the world around us right now. And uh, knowing those things, you know, it doesn't always help. It just makes us sad. There's not a lot we can do about all of it. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's helpful to learn unfun facts, but sometimes you just got to keep them to yourself. Ooh, end of opening statements. Jordan, the floor is open to bring a fact or not. (laughs) Uh, Did you know that all cruise ships have a morgue on them? Um... I find that actually a fun fact. So (laughs) (laughs) sometimes they're surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's true. I I definitely don't I don't try to bring them out 
out of the blue too often because Robin is correct. It bums people out <laughs> a lot. That's not bumming people out. You're just opening their eyes. You're red pilling them. Oh God! <laughs> oh open. no! Yeah, no. <laughs> Are you red trying pill- to lose? <laughs> no. Yeah. Saying saying I'm red pilling people or comparing <laughs> me to the quote unquote nice people on Twitter is <laughs> oh that's not points to your side, my guy. <laughs> uh, oh gosh! <laughs> hey, I'm doing reverse psychology on you. I'm doing what you're doing to other people and showing you how fun it is. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think the goal is to tell people they're wrong. For the record, <laughs> I think it's to make sure that people are aware of some of the negatives so that they can more accurately assess if 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 they do like a thing. Exactly. You're educating people just like we are here, and that is a, a benefit to the world. They made that sketch Debbie Downer for SNL to show how good Debbie Downer was. That's oh, right. God. That's me. <laughs> Sad trombone and all. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is it's like, our show, you have the choice. You have the choice to listen to it. Nobody's <laughs> oh, making you, you know, no one is coming up to you and just throwing it on and making you listen to it. If you want to hear hard truths, if you want to hear about the things you like being problematic, you can come and listen to it. <laughs> what is that, a pro or a con? Well, it's a con because it's like unfun facts, just having them thrown at you. That sucks. Fair. Yeah. But- yeah, that's true. If you are talking about a subject in a way that implies you would like to know more information, <laughs> which is most ways, then it's good to share unfun facts. That right? feels like the most mansplaining <laughs> statement I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, She's boy. talking about it. She must want to know more. I have another fetch for you. <laughs> Please stop running oh, no. away. <laughs> I have so many important things to tell you. <laughs> There's no way that your knowledge and my knowledge could have crossed paths. I know everything you don't. <laughs> that must be why you started talking about it. <laughs> You clearly started talking about this thing because you don't know anything about it. <laughs> Let me help you. You really aren't helping yourself, Eric. No. Step one, let me tell you how you're wrong. Step two, <laughs> we will bend. Oh, my God. Uh, getting back on track here. Sharing on fun facts. You're just the teacher. Hey, let's let's change the context. You're not you're not attacking someone. They are coming to you for advice, and you, they are coming to you with a subject. Let's have a discussion about this subject. They go, "I love Nestle Quick. It's great." And you go, "Here's the thing I know about it. Since you're asking, it just happens to be unfun. Why does everything in the world have to be fun?" I think they've got to hit on that point right about now. Why does everything in the world have to be fun? Sometimes you have your sad days and sometimes you have your okay days and you're not laughing your butt off. You're just having an okay day. And then that's the time you want to hear some facts. Why does everything have to be fun is like, (laughs) that's like the slogan for like the past two years (laughs) and longer, but it's just, the 2020s. Why does everything have to be fun? <laughs> but all I'm saying is not all facts are going to be fun. Some of them are going to be facts. Some of them are going to be unfun facts. But they all exist on that spectrum of fun. 
and you're just filling out a part that not a lot of people care to educate themselves in. So you are doing a service to people by filling yourself in with these facts that might not be fun. Um, so other people don't have to. You get to decide as the arbiter of unfun facts whether you share these things or not and educate people accordingly if they're looking for it, since you are not a mansplainer. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to chime in with something I call the good place argument, if you've seen the good place, right? Uh That is the idea is that most facts aren't going to be fun, right? Like the whole premise of the good place, spoiler alert, can I talk about this, Jordan? I'm ready. Is some... Okay. Lay it on me. It is that uh, nobody's going to heaven. Everyone's going to hell now because it's so hard to do good things. You know, you buy flowers oh for your <laughs> wife, but you know, those were flowers produced by Monsanto and they destroyed the livelihood of some farmer and now you're going to hell, right? It's like everything you do is somehow tainted by the terribleness of the world, right? And so it's just like, Everybody knows that. Well, not everybody knows that, but most people know that. And by pointing out that everything they enjoy, you know, somewhere along the line actually sucks, it's just you're pointing out the fact that life sucks. Just let people enjoy things. (laughs) So you're saying all facts are unfun facts. (laughs) (laughs) There are unfun facts about everything. Oh, square rectangles. Yeah. (laughs) Jordan, do you have any final questions? Did you know that whales often die because they're too, because when they get old, they're not strong enough to swim back up to the surface to breathe again? I did not know that. And that was an unfun fact indeed. <laughs> End of debate. Yeah. I, I think that Robin has made some very good points and Eric has made some points. <laughs> Some unfun points, you might say. <laughs> if the if your point if your idea of fun is winning the debate, then you have made some unfun points. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, yes, unless they are, I think, unless they're wanted. I I think that unless someone actually wants the unfun fact, or the you know hard truth or whatever you want to call it depending on the subject the whale thing just sucks that's not a fun (laughs) there's there's no nobody's happy to hear that information i think unless people actually want to hear the unfun fact they should not be shared so that means the winner of this round is robin Woohoo! honestly i'm like much more ambivalent about it than i came off um (laughs) well because i think it's important for people to be informed yeah but it's like also we can't always assume people are uninformed who do enjoy things. That's that's true too. And also just gauging where that person is at for the day. If someone that's, is clearly yeah. having a bad day, you don't tell them the whale thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't just like send them into crisis mode because you want to yeah. share a fun fact, an unfun fact. <laughs> yeah. Apparently my subconscious was against me. It felt like it was. I could only say negatives. Uh, uh, Uh. Fun fact, if you want to win a debate, don't compare compare someone to Twitter. And red pilling. And mansplaining. Mansplaining. Oh. I thought I honestly thought I could go pro, and then as I was talking, I was like, this isn't happening. What is happening? I can't control myself. <laughs> but 
Speaking of debates, we have one we more. We still have one left. Well, uh, according to the points, Robin has won this episode, but we'll announce that at the very end. But we're not here for just for winning and losing. We're here to do a service for you, Jordan. So what is your third topic and some feelings on it? That's right. It's the it's the journey, not the destination. Exactly. Uh, my third one that I'm on the fence about is being friends with your neighbors. Oh, that's a good one. I live in an apartment, so neighbor interaction is basically forced uh, even in these unprecedented times. <laughs> but you have to interact with your neighbors in some capacity. And like, there's a difference between being like just like a polite smile and nod as you go and do your thing, and like neighbors who decide that they want to strike up a conversation because <laughs> you live, your front door is six feet away from their front door. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm about that life. That is fair. This is yeah. a good topic. Topical. We might have to say some things quietly. Uh, no, we are just now on friendly. We just introduced ourselves to the neighbors because there was noise issues that we had to get used to. Mm. Now everything's copacetic. We're all good. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like intentional noise issues. Yes. It was more like they didn't realize someone had moved into next to them and they liked to sing really loud at night. Right. And it was fun. They're great singers. But we were just like, sorry, we live here now. And 2 a.m. singing does not work with our sleep schedule. And they were totally mm. understanding. So that they was were. Fine. They were really cool. Yes. Yeah. So if you're listening, we're leaving you out of this debate. <laughs> we're going to talk about previous neighbors. Yeah. Not start any bad blood. Exactly. Uh, before the debate begins, uh, I just have to share that I, speaking of singing, there was a, a neighbor who lived on my floor. I don't know where she is, but she would have to walk past our apartment to get to the elevator. And without fail, every day at like 6.30 in, in the evening, she would walk to the elevator singing the Phantom of the Opera theme. <laughs> every day. Every day. Wow. <laughs> she's moved <laughs> i assume because the singing has stopped talk about a routine yeah yeah people are strange but we'll get into that into the debate all right you get to pick again yeah since i lost again i get to pick being friends with neighbors i'm going to pick pro all right and here we go uh uh, a joy in life there never was as being friends with your neighbors. What's better than, one, moving into a new place, and then you get that joy of meeting new people, you get new you get new friends, you get to have these new conversations with these new people. They're, you're like It's like family. You can't choose them, so you might as well make do with what you got. <laughs> they're, they're always unexpectedly surprising you in many different ways from singing to laughing to talking to being people you never expected to live near and it could always be a joy there's that there's the roller coaster emotions of being like "Ooh, who am i going to be neighbors with then when you find out that they're nice people boy are you on top of the world having a great time and then you just feel lucky to move into the place that you lived moved into because boy howdy are you living next to some swell people making friends on the daily and they live right next to you it's like being a kid all over again next door neighbor friends okay no neighbors are just like an unfortunate side effect of living in a town or a city 
It's just like you have to have them. But that doesn't mean that you should have to be friends with them or even know who they are. Like you can just mind your own business as long as you're not doing anything to their property. They're not doing anything to your property. Why should you have to be friends? You have nothing in common, right? You don't have similar interests. You don't work at the same place. You don't go to the same places. You just happen to decide that the same neighborhood was nice or the same apartment complex was affordable and in your range. There's literally nothing else binding you together. Why should you be friends? Why should you talk to each other? If you want to be like a bigger part of your community and that's important to you, then go and join like community centers and community initiatives. And because like talking to your neighbor it's not going to like help your community at all or make you more involved. You just get to hear about his troubles and his problems and how much he hates his other neighbor on the other side and why the tree's growing over the fence. And it sucks. End of opening statements. The floor is now open, but let me say something first. <laughs> it could be it could be a her for one. Two, you have so much stuff in common because you live in the same apartment. You like the same aesthetic. You like the same neighborhood. You're in the same class bracket because you make the same amount of money. You have so much stuff. <laughs> Stuff in common. Yeah, well, you know, if you're like us and you make like zero money, then you don't have a choice about the aesthetic of your apartment or where you live. You're just here because you have to be. Yeah, and then you're in it together. You're in the shit together. This is a bonding experience, like war. You're in oh, it like a, a forged in the fire type of scenario. Exactly. <laughs> Jordan, do you have any questions or statements? Oh, boy. Maybe if each of you have an example of a time in which you exemplified the pro or con or of this. So like Eric, when's the time that you can remember being friends with a neighbor and it was beneficial to you? Well, I can't say I was ever fully friends with them, but I was definitely friendly with them when Robin and I were in the backyard playing with a massive balloon that we got for some reason. <laughs> and then it ended up in the neighbor's yard and then we ran inside and hid, <laughs> and hid for a few hours until he came outside and then he didn't notice it. But <laughs> when he was outside, I ran out and said, Hey, sorry, we knocked our giant balloon into your backyard. <laughs> it's right there. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he gave it to me and he was like, I'm Robert. And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Eric. And he was very friendly. <laughs> and we got our giant balloon back. Uh, it's the ultimate icebreaker. It's exactly. just by yeah. a giant balloon. <laughs> <laughs> it was very large. It was. <laughs> but Robin. Okay. Let's see, which one, which horror story do I tell? I'm going to go with our Queen Street house. We had next door neighbors who were barely ever home, but when they were, they like without any missing a beat, they would always throw their garbage into our backyard. Oh. Not like the backyard, but like where like the car, like cars parked in the back. And yeah. like big garbage. And anyways, we like almost got fined by the city once because they were throwing like their mattresses and their old furniture back behind our place. And then I'm pretty sure they like stole our garbage can once too. <laughs> anyways, and then one time I had uh, forgotten my key and I was trying to get into the backyard, but like our gate didn't open from the front to the back. And instead of running all the way around, I was just trying to climb over my fence. And then they came out and yelled at me for trying to climb over my own fence, which was also very strange. Maybe they're being friendly to make sure you're being uh, safe. They they were not. They were being mad because even though it was like a reasonable hour, I was waking up their baby, and I'm like, "How do you have a baby in this house? Like, <laughs> like it was not. It was a really disheveled house. It should not have had a baby in it." 
But anyways, yeah, I don't know. I've had lots of bad. I've had more bad neighbor stories than good neighbor stories. The last neighbor we had would play basketball in the hoop in our backyard and bounce the basketball off of Eric's what? car. No, he was one. He was playing with like one. It was a child. Two, was, it was a man and his child. Oh, he's playing with the child. Yes. Well, he had to beat his kid a horse. I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a basketball. It was like a bouncy ball that you get at Walmart or whatever. Much lighter. But yes, you shouldn't bounce it off your neighbor's car. But... No. He, he also threw junk into our backyard. <laughs> but he also left a Christmas card. Which was so strange. <laughs> Very friendly. It felt passive aggressive. <laughs> it felt friendly to me. <laughs> I do have, I I had nice neighbors growing up uh, that like they didn't have grandkids that lived near them. So like me and my siblings were kind of like their adoptive grandkids they would buy us advent calendars with the chocolates in them <laughs> I could say advil <laughs> they'd buy us advil they'd get us all hopped up hey that that reminds me robin has a nice story of nice neighbors as well where she was taken care of in a very similar situation old people living next to her taking care of her being nice and wonderful no examples of bad ones i guess wasn't that a bad one the old lady that would just... Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like two of my next-door neighbors I considered like my grandma and grandpa, and I don't think I actually knew they weren't until I was like older. But anyways, yeah, they took care of me all the time. They were like Lovely. my de facto babysitters. They were really sweet. Neighbors um, rule. And then the lady who lived beside them was like your stereotypical like angry old shakes her fist at cloud lady who would spy at everyone through the curtains and then call them if she thought they were being suspicious and be like, what are you doing? And like, everyone hated her. Mm. Everyone. And then it's like she would invite me over sometimes and give me candy and it was always bad and then she'd get mad that I didn't want it. And it's like, well, bitch, like, stock something other than black licorice. Holy shit. Maybe she just needed a friend. <laughs> well, then she should have been nice. She had like 90 <laughs> years to practice. <laughs> I had a grumpy old lady that lived across the street from me growing up. And I, when I was learning to ride a bike, I used my driveway and her driveway as like a figure eight when I was learning training wheels and stuff. And like my family was outside. They're like, yeah, you're learning. Good job sort of thing. And then she comes out and she's like, get off my driveway. Yeah. It like made me cry. Go inside. And my mom went back out there. birthday. Yeah. It was, oh boy. It was, and then they're like, you can vote. And I was like, no. Oh, yes. That lady was referred to as crazy Linda. <laughs> she also gave out nickels on Halloween. Oh hell yeah, that's cash money. <laughs> now that's a good neighbor. Like oh. a good neighbor, Crazy Linda's there. <laughs> <laughs> like she was giving people like less than a dollar, and it's just like, just get the candy. Like I can't eat a nickel. I mean, I yeah, can. You, get, you can invest it. Invest <laughs> it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> also, the neighbors that live beside her would pee on their front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> did you live on the isle of dogs yeah i don't know but i remember i remember my How parents how old were these people they were like i don't know mid-20s they oh, no. occasionally you'd see one of them like come out the front door and face the house and pee on the house 
And then they go back inside. And then my parents tried to call the police about it being like, hey, is that indecent exposure or something? And they're like, did you see it? And they're like, no. They're like, then it's not. Sorry. It's just wow. like, oh, cool. So just because we didn't see any partial dong, it, it's totally cool for them to just step outside and pee on their house. <laughs> Uh, that's extreme. That is. See, and you could have been friends with those fun party animals. <laughs> they're, they're probably having toga parties every weekend. Uh, no <laughs> rules. No laws exactly. for these people. No rules, just family. I feel like with like the very few exceptions, like even when you become friends with your neighbors, it's not like a real friendship. It's it always gives me like weird vibes, right? Like it's a friendship of like they're going to ask you things or they're going to ask you to do things. Yeah. Or they're trying to one-up you and be the better neighbor than you. Well, then there you go. I feel like it's, for me, it's like kind of like a cagey friendship where it's just like you're both like very nice to each other, but like on my side at least, like I do not want to share any personal info. <laughs> well, they already know where you live. So. I know, right? So it's <laughs> like after that, like it's open season. You can just be, the, the, this just sounds like you two yeah, need no, to open your hearts. <laughs> no, my parents, my parents live next to a couple of people who are very much neighborly people. They're always in my parents' business and they're nice. Don't get me wrong. They're nice. But it's like, they're always like, let me take out your trash. Let me mow the lawn for you. Oh, let me clean off your driveway. Like all this stuff. Sounds cushy. And I'm just like, no, they're going to, they're going to ask for all of that back in the form of one really unreasonable favor. You can just, you know it. You can just tell. One day. They're, stock, they're stockpiling favors. Yeah. Yes. I need you to kill someone. <laughs> Do I have enough tokens? <laughs> Do I have enough neighbor tickets? Listen, the soil is very soft in your backyard. We need to bury something, <laughs> and you can't ask what. Yeah, like, I feel like that is what's coming. No, 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 no. This is all of both of you just not opening your hearts and opening your minds to being friends with your neighbors. There is reliving your childhood and making it better because you're adults now. So yeah, you can... well, you know what? You're going to end up with a dead body in your backyard. So well, that's going to happen either way. <laughs> Are you going to have crazy Linda? My dad shoveled her uh, the snow <laughs> off her driveway one time to be nice because she was super old. And then she gave him she tried to give him a chicken. <laughs> a live chicken? No, no, it was, it was plucked. It was prepared to be cooked, uh, but she tried to give it to him and he just upright refused it. She kept trying and he was just like, no. And then we asked when he got in the house, we were like, why did you say no? It's like a chicken. It's like, we could have eaten that. He's like, (laughs) one, I'm pretty sure that she was storing those in her garage. And I don't know if she has a freezer in there. I didn't (laughs) see one. So she might've just been keeping these at room temp. (laughs) <laughs> he's like and two shoveling once does not equal a chicken and i'll owe her and i'm not exactly. about that no she, yes. she's the one trying to close the deal because there's misunderstanding she doesn't want to owe your dad she's like i must seal the finish this oath or else he's going to come back and request that i kill the the guy who owns <laughs> that art gallery in john mctoo <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to know what an equal favor is or else you get like trapped in a favor cycle. That happened to my parents at our old apartment and then they ended up having to get groceries for this old lady every week. 
Well, you know what they say when you live with someone, eventually your cycles line up <laughs> and you're in a favor cycle. That happens. It's natural. I think, though, I was like a bit on the fence about it. Obviously, I did have a lean, but I don't think I was swayed in this debate. What? Ouch. So the winner is then. Robin. Ooh. Ooh landslide clean victory. Sweep. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. feel I mean, in my heart of hearts, I want to have the best have people have the best intentions, but yeah. that is not always true. I have nothing against being polite and having like a nice relationship with them, just in the sense that like we understand each other's, you know, uh preferred volume. <laughs> various yeah. times of day or what have you but like I don't want them knowing anything about me I don't want them knowing where stuff is in my house <laughs> Fair. They, yep. they could have a shady friend that they're just like hey they go to work at such and such time and they got expensive stuff in there I don't have that much expensive stuff <laughs> yeah I just feel like it's good to like you know I want to be friendly with my neighbors I want to be nice to them yeah I want to be polite but I think I've watched my parents never set boundaries with the neighbors and right. I've watched that blow up my whole life. <laughs> and so I'm always like, there has to be firm boundaries or else that's how you end up like losing a whole lawn set to someone who just keeps borrowing chairs and then disappears. Oh boy. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like really taking advantage of sometimes it's mm. like, no, you have to, or else people just start walking into your house. People just start taking your stuff. You got to set boundaries. That's fair. Just picturing your folks like having a conversation and drinking like coffee or something in the living room with the door just wide open as their neighbors are like coming in <laughs> and just like taking out appliances. And they're just like, well, this just this just won't do, but I don't know how to stop them. That, that's pretty much what it was like. My mom came over like before I left and was like, our neighbor has all our Tupperware. Hey, I don't know how to get them back. Now I have to buy all new Tupperware. And I'm like, just quit giving them the Tupperware. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope we got you off the fence on some topics, Jordan. Absolutely. That is good to hear. And in tallying up the points, the winner of this episode between Robin and I is... obviously robin yes <laughs> obviously <laughs> rude and that means that next episode i get to pick my topic for presentation Ooh. and whether it will be pro or con yeah so listen in to see what robin wants to espouse apparently it's not unfun facts but we will see we'll see <laughs> uh for now thank you jordan for being on the show and bringing those lovely topics you're very welcome thank you for having me do you have anything to promote or plug? Heck no. What about the people who don't have, you know, entertainment? They also are pr promoting concepts like uh, using your turn signals and wearing a mask. Do you have anything like that to promote? Oh, heck yeah. Wear a mask. Don't. Oh, my gosh. Do not go and have big parties like I the treat the <laughs> the government limitations as like they might not even be the safest right now. People are just like treating it like a speed limit where it's just, you know, like the speed limit's 100. So people are like, ah, 110's okay. <laughs> oh, it's true. People are like limit's five. 
five people it was just like ah what's 10 it was just 110's like 110 okay <laughs> yeah 110's okay exactly <laughs> oh gosh it's it's a nightmare out there well thank you we agree with jordan there stay safe everyone uh but thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time bye bye You can hear more Do We Like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us out, please leave a rating and review. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Do We Like Podcast, or check out our website at dowelike.com. The show is hosted and produced by Eric Canius and Robin Lands. Do We Like is brought to you by Beamed Media, a Canadian podcast network.